right here, so. Oh, we talked about it. Cold talked it. Okay. Gotta get up. Yeah. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by Kevin and Mark, as always. We've got a very special guest, Mr. Charlie Hall. How's everything going, Charlie? You okay? Yeah, good, thank you. Apart from this lockdown, but I'm, I'm coping. I know, yeah. We are. <laughs> Without the lockdown, you probably wouldn't be speaking to us, so it's probably a good thing for you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> How are you finding things with the whole lockdown, Charlie? I hate it. I'm, yeah. I'm very... Act- person I like doing everything and it's just really get me down I miss playing golf with all my friends and that um I just miss playing golf with them but you do yeah yeah so as I say thanks for coming on and taking the time to speak to us the the purpose of our podcast shows is just to try and inspire the next generation obviously your career it speaks for itself um successful career as an amateur and a professional Uh, so we just want to try and give a bit of insight to your journey your career uh, how it all started uh, where you are now and obviously what your plans are for the future so yeah, no and worries. At any random time, I could just jump in with a mad question, so be prepared for that as well. <laughs> That's good. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, we just start then back in back when you started. We can see that you started at the age of two. Yeah, I did. I first swung a golf club when I was two years old, and then just kind of loved it from then. What was the benefit to starting at that age when you got to like the nine, ten, elevens when you were competing in 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 the? Well, yeah. Well, most people start at like seven, well, to yeah. nine years old. So by the time I was that age, I was been playing for seven years. Um, but I just loved it, and I loved being. I loved playing with the boys growing up. You know, that was really competitive. They hit. They hit it really hard, and I just loved it. But it definitely gave me a bit of an advantage as well because the younger you start, the more you, you're like very. Once you're nine years old, you mature for your age, as in like the golfing way. You learn different shots. You have different feels, and it's really good because it learns like respect on and off the golf course as well because of the etiquette and that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and I think that's really good. Yeah, I found that playing golf. I obviously I didn't start nowhere near as young as you, but I started yeah. in my early teens, and I found growing up, yeah, it does teach you that respect, doesn't it? It does, oh, yeah. Because I had I have got a good friend, and he was a bit of a wild child, and then he started golf when he was like ten or eleven years old, and it really like quite quieted him down, you know, even at school and that. So yeah, good for stuff like that. Yeah. So speaking about school here, Charlie, we, like, obviously we can we read all your stuff. So it says that you dropped out at thirteen to be homeschooled. Was that? Yeah, golf? I think I was. Yeah, I was 12 or 13, but I never ended up doing any homeschooling. I just kind of... <laughs> so that was that all golf-related, was it? Yeah, I just then I got to do math, English and science. And I'm not very good at spelling and I'm not very good at counting. You don't have to be to golf. Just got to keep yeah. it low. Um, but I like science. I find it interesting, but I never done my GCSEs. I just turn pro and play golf. Yeah, it, dep- it depends if you're counting our scores. If you're counting our scores, you need to be good at maths. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you mentioned they're growing up with the boys. Then is that was that was there not many uh, girls playing at the golf club then, or did you just no? I was I was the only girl. Yeah, I was the, I was the only girl, and yeah. I kind of liked it because uh, amongst the boys, like growing up, and it was just it was fun because you, it was more competitive, and you had to hit it harder to keep up with them, hitting the same distances as them, and it was it was really good. I loved it. We had so much fun. The junior like, days were the best days. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you always go back. It was upsetting when I become 18 years old because I couldn't get junior diet cokes and chicken burgers for like £1.50. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pay the full price then, yeah. The full price, yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. When you're saying there that it made you hit it harder, was that your yeah. philosophy growing up? Was it that was that was the yeah, thing? Yeah, like my coach at the time, Kevin Theobald, he first taught me from when I was younger and he was to, he was old school and he was like, hit it hard as you can because how do you hit it when you're younger? You can always 
tone it down when you get older. Yeah. If you hit it like a fairy when you're younger, it's kind of harder to hit it harder when you're older because you hit it more offline. You yeah. hit it harder when you're younger, you can tighten the lineup, if you know what I mean. Yeah, say there, Charlie, when I was speaking to Anthony and I was mentioning about the goals, about turning yeah. you and stuff, um, he was like, mate, she hits it solid 300 off the back tees. Like, there's no <laughs> chance. <laughs> Obviously, it all shows from, from, uh, from a younger age. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got quite a good swing, actually. Yeah, he used to be pro. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I see his. Um, I was watching his swing on Instagram. It was hitting balls at uh, Brampton Heath, not far from us, and yeah, he hits pretty well. Yeah. So then, talk us through your, your amateur career then, because I've seen there. Obviously, you're playing in a pro amateur at the age of ten with at Morgan Pressel. Yeah, Morgan Pressel. Yeah. What What were those experiences like at such a young age? Yeah, it was great. I actually shot five over that day um, yeah. the pro am, and I think that's pretty wow. good round. That was round Royal Livingston Anns, and I yeah. remember. I just remember like holding a putt and I had quite a few people following me like in the crowd on the prime day and she was like tilt your cap to say like thank you and I just was like this Aww. I was like oh, real short little I was a small kid growing up small and petite and I was quite cute like I was just like tilting my cap hitting the ball hard it was quite funny well, you don't yeah know how to do that at 10 years old. I don't think I even knew what golf was when I was 10 no. <laughs> I know it's crazy not it's not very appealing for young girls but back then it wasn't I think like Instagram and the rules are changing everything, you know, with the the golfing dress code and that's changed and makes it more appealing for younger the younger generation. Just that when you said you got you uh, picked up a golf club at two in the future, like if you plan to have any children, that would you be getting them doing the same route, like at two at two, giving them a golf club and stuff? Yeah, I'd give them a golf club or if I was a boy, getting into boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like boxing? Yeah. Yeah, is that one of your other passions, like, is it? Yeah, I love boxing. Yeah. I'm actually doing some boxing tonight um with my friend who I live in the house with. So I love boxing. I love it. Yeah, and a- I like I like watching tennis as well. Yeah. Well, tennis is similar to golf when you think that the same characteristics. It's an yeah, a lot a lot of tennis players play golf and a lot of golfers play tennis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. moving on with into your amateur career, then obviously then as as you as you've as you're progressing, you, you turn pro at the at the age of 16. So in between the age of 10 when you're playing in the pro arms of 16. Uh, yeah. at, at what point did you think, do you know what, I want to do this for the rest of my life? This is this is what I want to be a professional golfer, or was it before I, then? I can't, yeah, it was like eight years old. I thought I want to be a professional golfer, oh, wow. but I didn't think I want to be a professional golfer. I knew I wanted to be a professional golfer, okay. and I knew I was going to be a professional golfer. So I didn't really think about it, if you know what I mean. It just, yeah, yeah. It was always, always something that I wanted to be. Yeah, amazing. And then, so what, 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 sorry, go on. No, I was, and I remember the first, uh, I was 16 when I turned pro, and my first round that I played as a professional was on New Year's Day and it was 2013 and just me and my friends went out it was me Dan Ashcroft James Northern and I think it was Jamie Ashcroft and the first hole I birded and then Dan was like oh my god so what does it feel like to be a professional now like to bird your first hole I said I said Dan yesterday I was an amateur and it feels exactly the same as the day before I'm not playing in an event I'm just playing with you so it was so funny but That's yeah. a good attitude to have, though, isn't it? As, as I say, yeah. you're, not, you're not taken by those pressures of, oh, my God, I'm a professional. I'm in a, I'm in a completely different pond. I don't know what the professional ranks is like, but is yeah, it, is... It, it? It was quite annoying because the year, year before I played in a major and I came like 29th or 30th. And then I came second in a pro event and then fifth in another pro event. And I was looking down, I was thinking, yeah, I could be taking the money. So what's the point of me playing in these, in these pro events and as an amateur winning all this money and, not take, and I can't be able to take it? So yeah. I thought, you know what, I'm going to turn pro. I did. And then um, before my first pro event as a professional, it was in Morocco on the Ladies European Tour. I went shopping with my mum and I, I used to like mulberry handbags at the time. And there was this mulberry handbag in there. And I said, mum, I really want to get this handbag. And it was about two and a half grand. And she goes, Charlie, there's no way you're going to have that for ages because you've got to save up. I said, mum, I'm going to play my first pro event next week as a professional and I'm going to win some money. I'm going to buy it straight away. 
I ended up coming second in the event and bought it straight away. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's an amazing story, yeah. Yeah. So, you mentioned there about your progression moving into the professional. You played uh, the 2012 Curtis Cup, won with GB in Ireland, and then yeah. you mentioned there the 2012 Open Championship and you finished. So obviously taking yeah. those into consideration, is that, would you just thinking in your head, that's the na- next natural progression for me then? I've done all the kind of yeah. Yeah, definitely. I didn't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the college circuit when they go to uni in America. I just think there's no better like apprenticeship as turning pro young and then playing against the best. Some want a degree and everything, which I, which is completely good. But in my situation, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you've turned pro there, did you have any sort of sponsorship or backing? Because as we've heard in the professional route, it all seems to be down to, to money. That's like every single person we spoke to. Um, yeah, the first year I didn't sign with anyone. I don't want to sign with anyone. I just wanted to go out there and prove myself. I had, two, uh, I had five... No, six second place finishes on the trot. Yeah, my first year on tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the end, of the, and at the end of that year, that's when we started signing some contracts and stuff. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's that's a that's a good way to arrive on the scene. Yeah. That five second exactly. place finishes, then you had so many top tens, and then you got rookie of the year, didn't you? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. I did. And then off the back of that, you also played in the Solheim Cup. So speak to us about that, that, that youngest ever player. Yeah, that's mad, that was mad because two years before I was in the Junior Solheim Cup. And I and that year I could have still played in the Junior Solheim Cup because I was young enough and oh, I was in the wow. actual Solheim Cup. But, you know, the one thing I remember about that week is peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it was, I've never had them before. And like I had, I think it was Annika. She was one of the captains like the vice captains and she kept bringing these peanut butter and jam sandwiches out to me on the golf course and I probably ate about 20 of them around like the little <laughs> they kept them in a little bot in a little square to me yeah. I just remember eating them uh, I've never had peanut butter before I went to America then and yeah I fell in love with peanut butter well that, that was my the- highlight of my 2013 Psalm Cup <laughs> well it must it must it must have bowled well for you because obviously in your singles match you beat a, a certain Paula Creamer, didn't you? Yeah. Was it yeah. growing up as was she seen as one of your idols, was she? Yeah, yeah, she yeah, she was the Pink Panther. Um yeah. and I get on with Paula now, she's a really nice girl and she's done some great things for the game. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, my, my friend had a crush on her, so after I beat her I, he asked me to get a, a autograph. So as soon as I beat her, I said, Can you can you get my, my friend's autograph? And she signed the ball that I beat her on bless her. Oh, that's I wouldn't amazing. have the balls to do that now. I just when I was younger, I didn't think. I just thought, ah, oh, you know what, I'm gonna get you to <laughs> yeah. sign this ball for my friend. And that's probably the only autograph I've ever asked anyone to sign. And it wasn't even for myself. Yeah. James. And what was it? What was it like being in that whole setup? Then obviously they got the peanut butter and, and, and jam sandwich yeah. or jelly sandwich as they call it in America. Uh, what was yeah. what was the whole what was the whole experience like? Yeah, it was so good. I, I remember I never had an eye before I went playing that Swarm Cup and then each night we got given like amazing gifts and like some nights we got given like champagne and everything but I was too young to have the champagne like yeah. in these big gift things and then one night we got an iPad with our, with our name engraved on the back of it and I just thought I want to play in the next one so I can get another iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and you did, yeah, four in a row and still going, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Amazing stuff. So then talk, talk to us about your, your, your professional career, because as I say, the, the whole point of these episodes that we're doing, we're calling yeah. it the professional route. And it's just to try and understand um, the highs and lows of being a professional. Obviously, you've got off to a flying start and then yeah. you didn't have to wait too long after that for your first win on the on the European tour, just, just before your 18th birthday, wasn't it? A nice present talk yeah. to us about that first win. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, that was in Morocco. So previous year I came second and then the year after I won it. But I shot nine under in the last round. Um, I just played really well. Then I had to get in the playoffs and um, I had like 182 yards into the wind over the water to a back right pin, hit a forearm to like two feet and then wow. birded it and won the playoff. 
Wow. It's nice to hear you actually mentioned some golf when you're talking, not just not just about the food that you get given. I uh, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that night, and then it was, uh, and then after that that night, it was Amy Bolden and Kelsey McDonald. I was good friends with them at the time; still am. They're good girls, and they said, um, "Come on, then to my dad. Oh, we'll take Charlie out for some nice food and that. We'll look after her and celebrate her win." He was like, oh, "Okay, I trust you, girls." Rah rah rah. They tipped me out, and I ended up having a drink I was I was only it was a week before my 18th birthday um I got really drunk ended up dancing on I think dancing on the bar and then cutting my foot being sick and then they took me back to my dad's and my dad was like thanks for looking after her <laughs> well, last time he trust them then I imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> in style oh, you've got to celebrate the you've victories got to, you've you? got to celebrate yeah. the victories yeah definitely yeah yeah so then obviously progressing from there, you, that that year also another amazing year. You won the Order of Merit. So uh, yeah. what was what was that like? Obviously just yeah, that was really yeah, it was really really good. Um, it was in Dubai. The final was in Dubai, and I think I came like we well, could have come like fourth in the tournament, and then that was good enough for me to win the Order of Merit. But yeah, it was just I didn't really think about it really going into that week. I just played good and won it. Yeah. So uh, just that transition there. Then that's your first two years as a professional. Yeah. What, what what advice would you give to obviously young girls and and women who were who were, who were looking to make that transition? What would you say? I know you just mentioned there about just go for it because you want to compete. Yeah, I think yeah. you got to think right at the end of the day, it's all in your your hands. You know, you want to go out there and, and win events. Well, what's going to win you them events? You got to, I'd say, chipping and putting is the main thing. Well, driving and putting, driving and putting. I think if you hit it straight, you're going to hit greens and you got whole putts. Yeah. So so then they're the two things I think you'd work on. Yeah. I'm quite a good iron player, but then as well, you just got to go out there, hit it, find it and hit it again. You're not going to dive, you hit bad shot. You want to be annoyed after a bad round because that means you care, but don't let the previous shot affect the next shot because you can't do nothing about the, the previous shot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's probably something I need to learn as well, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because you can't find this previous shot. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that is the, that is the problem sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> then, obviously, you, you've made that transition then onto the, you've split 2015 yeah. between the, the LET and the LPGA tour. Yeah. Um, so talk us through that. Well, I, mostly, I mostly played on LPGA because I played well in my first few events. I came seventh in my first LPGA event in um, Australia. And then that got me into a lot more in America. And then I got in all the majors as well. So that was nice. Yeah, amazing stuff. And then what was the what was the reason for staying out in the, in the LPJ and not not the LET? Was it? It's just a better field out there. Like LET is good for starting up and everything. If um and the money's bigger in America, it's the place to be. Definitely. We were going to mention that about about the uh, the money and stuff because you, you know just the, yeah. the the gap between the men's and the women's. Like, the, how do you feel about that? Obviously, it's men's have got more coverage and different things, but the women's game is growing, and obviously the money. Yeah, the women, yeah. Well, at the end of the day. The, yeah, the women's game is growing, but I can understand why there's not as much money in the women's game because more people watch the men's game. So more people watching the men's game and more coverage leads to more sponsorship. So I totally understand it, but I think we're going in the right direction, yeah, um, especially yeah, on the LPJ tour. Yeah. I think our money is just, I think our money is more than their men's European tour now. So yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Stuff. Just going back a touch there to the um, to the Solheim Cup, we said you've mentioned. Um, just talk us through that that 2019 experience. What a what a, yeah. what a way to what a way to end it. With, yeah, with, that was that fantastic. Happened. It really was. I was going to pull out though, like the day before I flew up there because I was really poorly the week before in hospital with like a bad food poisoning like, in my stomach. I was really poorly, but I didn't I done well to actually even play that week. I felt so drained and so tired. But it was amazing, you know, winning in front of the home crowd and everything and Suzanne's putt 
was fantastic. You know, um, she gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because obviously we seen this. Well, we also seen this on the on the. Yeah. And and obviously what happened and that's so what was because that that was you did lost two and we'd lost two in a row hadn't we and then yeah then this was to stop three in a row and yeah just the drama and everything so what was know, the, yeah. what, what was the atmosphere and that things like afterwards oh it was Maybe amazing at home as well yeah like I, I I didn't well we went to the after party and I just remember Mel Reed she's so funny she was one of the captains that year she comes into the team room in this big sumo wrestling outfit it was like an inflatable outfit doing a silly dance, drinking a bottle of beer, and it just made, it just made me tickle, tickle myself. Like, the after party was so funny. The, the whole team was just being silly. We was all locked in a room, passing around the trophy, just drinking out of it. It was, it was great. But at the back of that last room, before Susan held that putt, everyone, we all thought we lost it. People was going home, you know, like in the crowd and that, and then she holds yeah. that putt and was turned around and won it. It was crazy, yeah. One of the craziest finishes I've ever seen. It take, takes you back to that miracle in Maidana on the, on the Ryder Cup, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. No, it was great. I wish yeah. I could dig that last green up though at Glen Eagles. <laughs> I was one up going down the last and I lost the last hole, but I, I left myself an impossible chip. It was stupid. Yeah. But it is what it is. But yeah. The half, I, the half a point was, was the difference though at the end of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was It was at the end of the day, but that no, was good fun. Yeah. So then obviously let's talk majors then. Um, obviously you're still yet to win a major, but is that a, is that a goal? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I feel like... I play my best golf in the majors, actually. Like, I've, I've finished top 10, probably more majors than I have LPJ events. But yeah. I came second at ANA um, a few years ago. But, yeah, definitely a major is my main goal. And I, did, I feel like I concentrate more in the majors as well. Yeah, and how did, how did that feel for you this year, obviously, with the with the COVID and having to pull out? And obviously, uh, I know it's crazy. Yeah, I, I, hate, I hated that because that's my favourite. That's the event that I came second in as a major. And I think in the last few years, I finished top 10 every year. Um, and I just... It was horrible, but at least I got COVID out of the way. But it, yeah. I didn't. Re- I didn't really have a bad COVID experience. I lost my taste and smell for two weeks. That was the most upsetting thing about it because I love the taste of my food. I love the taste of my food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd we never have guessed that. <laughs> and, uh, I love food. I was sitting in my hotel room and I was like, ah, the one highlight of my day is eating, but I can't taste anything. I could. I could probably do with that. To be fair, out the taste, <laughs> eat some more healthy food. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly couldn't do prison. I certainly oh. couldn't go to prison. I was stuck in a hotel room with TV, shower, and a bit of a spacious room. But yeah, it made me realise I couldn't. I seriously couldn't. I've done yeah. it too much. Ten what days. Was it, what was, was it? Ten? Was it ten? I was going. I've gone ask that. Then was it ten days? Yeah, no golf, no nothing. Just have to sit there. Yeah, just sat there. Mm-hmm. I know. And while well, everyone's I've been loads of in room workouts, loads of burpees. I actually got quite a fit in my room. To be fair, <laughs> there you go. I remember just ordering loads of food. And just having a bite of everything, see if I could taste anything. And I couldn't taste anything. And I don't like spicy food, but I ended up getting loads of these um, like beef jerky sticks and they were spicy. And I just, they were the only things I could eat just to try and taste something in my mouth. Yeah. So obviously, did you, you flew out like, and you got tested positive at the event? Yeah, like, I felt a bit weird on the Sunday night when I was flying out there, but I thought it was the first nine hour flight I've been on in like nine months. So maybe it's the jet lag getting to me. And then I landed and I was very chesty. I've got asthma. I've got quite bad asthma. And there was a, it was a time all the forest fire was, was on in California. Oh, yeah. There's all this smog in the air. So I thought, oh, I've got a bad chest because I've got asthma because of the fires. And the next day I went down to the golf club and I had a temperature. It was, it was like 38.5, which is quite high. Yeah. yeah. And they go, yeah, well, it's 120 degrees outside. So you're going to, you probably got a temperature. But I was like, it's half six in the morning. Like, I don't think it would be because of that. And I thought, oh, maybe it's, it is. And then played the golf course, tested. And then the next day, 
was on the like fifth hole and uh, had COVID. By that time, I was feeling better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back on the golf course, yeah, where you feel most comfortable. Yeah, but the crazy thing was, I was with mum and dad. The day I was feeling poorly, they didn't catch it. Weird, yeah. There's just plenty of stories like that with my family and with Kevin yeah. as well, where that you, you somebody gets it because Kevin's had it. Yeah. You, you get yeah. it. It doesn't spread to say it. Yeah, the only thing I felt was like the day I had it, if I had to walk 100 yards, it felt like I was walking 50 miles. Like I felt so achy. Yeah, that's exactly the same with me. I, I actually slept from one o'clock in the afternoon until seven o'clock the next morning. Yeah. Wow. And my caddy was staying in the same hotel as me. And this is the day after I got diagnosed with COVID. My mum and dad was ringing me and, they, and I wasn't picking my phone up. So I had to ring reception. Someone come and knock to my door. My caddy did because I thought I was dead in my room. I just slept for crazy, what, from one o'clock in the afternoon until seven o'clock the next morning. That's a crazy sleep. Just wiped yeah. you, just wiped you and out. I, could have, I was angry because they woke me up because I could have slept longer. <laughs> I was like, Take what advantage, did yeah. Sleep. <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, when you were, we were just kind of jumping back, we were talking about uh, you didn't have a, have a sponsor when you first yeah. came to the tour and stuff. And when you actually come to sign with a sponsor, like whoever you're with now, like how did you make that decision? Did you try the clubs and do it? Or um, no, I didn't, I, didn't want to, I, I didn't want to sign with any golf clubs. I was happy with the golf clubs that I had at the time. So I thought... Yeah. I don't want to sign. So I just signed with, I think I signed with a hat deal, Rico. So I got a manager. So hat deal, Rico, Amiga, which was a watch sponsor, Lacoste, which was Cloven, and then Titleist at the time for my golf shoes, like Footjoy. Yeah. Um, and then Titleist Ball and Glove. And I had quite, I had a few others, but I can't remember what there was. And then over the years, how's that, how's that obviously changed and progressed? Have you yeah, it's build, build like a par- par- partnership with someone in that. And I'd let my manager being in control of that yeah and you're part of the TaylorMade group now which is quite a prestigious yeah. isn't it Obviously, yeah I love TaylorMade they are the best clubs honestly they're, they're so good I used to use the old blades back in the day yeah. and what, what, what's in the bag at the moment then is it you've got the Sim 2 in the yeah yeah I got them they're really good I like the driver I just can't wait to get out into some hot weather and try it out again just try them yeah I was out in Dubai, and try, I was out in Dubai trying it I've seen that yeah what was that like yeah it was good it was just I was just practicing pretty much every day from I was doing early mornings to 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 early afternoon so I was going playing at like well practicing from like six to like two every day yeah nice yeah what made you come back come back or when you stay out there for the for the winter or whatever and my dad was poorly so I had to fly back and see yeah yeah he had had an operation bless him because he's got he had cancer uh, so they had got him into private and they took hopefully taking the cancer out touch wood he had the operation on Tuesday yeah, oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Hope he gets better. Yeah, yeah definitely. Hope, yeah. He's, hope he's okay. Yeah, so obviously we, we spoke there just about the, obviously the the challenges that twenty twenty have brought, but it also brings opportunities to some occasions, and yeah. that's with the with the Rose series as well. Obviously, you went on to yeah. win that. Is that something that you would have played in if it wasn't? Yeah, for I, yeah, I wouldn't. Have, yeah, I wouldn't have played in it if I was in America because obviously I've been in America, but it was fantastic yeah. that Justin and Kate they set something up like that and the final was at Wentworth and it was great and it was just such a shame about the fire that happened yeah it was it was in the ninth tee box when it was happening on, on the uh, behind the ninth and the tenth I know it was crazy and Annabelle was in front of me and then Annabelle Dimmock and she lives in Sunnydale she couldn't go back to her flat at night because I was evacuating the houses there so wow crazy I didn't did they ever get to the was it just weather that what was the cause of that I can't Someone said apparently it was a cigarette or it was one of the train oh. tracks. The train track goes in between the two golf courses. Oh, okay. And a spark lit something off. Wow. Okay. But yeah, another another win to add to the roster though. <laughs> a yeah. very impressive roster at that, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. 
had my good friend Ryan Evans on the back of me as well. He plays, he's playing the men's European tour um, and he's, he's a good golfer and he's a good guy, but we had a lot of fun. So how do, how do you split your time in with between the European and the PGA? Do you, do you just stay over there? I haven't, played in, I haven't played in Europe since 2014, oh. uh, really. So I play full-time in America and then play the odd event. You know, we have the British Open. The Scottish Open is joint LPJ and LAT. So I guess when I kind of play an event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but it's that. a good tour to play on. It's just obviously my commitments with the LPGA. Yeah. Right, so, so, so you actually live in America then you're based there? <laughs> No, I fly back and forth. I play three events in America, then I come home for two weeks, and then fly back out for three. Oh wow! Yeah, I can't live in America. I'm too much of a home bird. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah, you just yeah. get back and see all your friends and all that, and that's yeah. that's, impo- that's important to you as part of your of your journey as you as you continue to go. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. Surely you must be getting get sick of airports after all that. Yeah, you do, but the plane becomes your second home. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> yeah, got your got yeah. your got your VIP seat on the plane. Then when you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just sleep I'm a good sleep on a plane I literally I fall asleep before um, oh can you see me sorry yeah, I fall it. asleep before I take off <laughs> that's good isn't it yeah it's alright for some yeah I can't do that me I, why, why that to be fair though the only time I yeah. get on the plane is when I'm going on some sort of booze and holiday so I'm probably holiday, <laughs> time yeah. drunk yeah <laughs> and they use a couple couple of hour flights did not they probably yeah. Spain or somewhere yeah so what what are the plans what are the plans for this year then um, well, obviously with, with Covid and the, mm. the LPJ tours due to start. Is it March? Is it the first event? Is it or the no, end? end of February? End, end of February. Feb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, planning to go back yeah. over soon. Yeah, I'm gonna go back over and do a bit of practice early, and then and then play. Um, probably stay with my friend Jay Green. She plays on the LPJ tour. She's a lovely girl. Been friends with her since I was 10, 11 years. So yeah, we've kind of grew up together, and yeah, do a bit of practice, and then play them to events, and then I'm gonna play in the Sundale Foursomes. Hopefully, it goes ahead. I'm gonna play with my friend Ryan Evans. And we love that event. We played in it last year, and I hope it goes 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 on. Yeah. So what? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. What's that? What's that? Is that just a, a... Dundell foursomes? Oh, it's quite an old event. It's a foursomes event. Like it can be two male pros and or two or a male pro and a lady pro or two amateurs. It's just a great event. It's so much fun. I love playing golf in that Dundell and Wentworth area. Yeah. I'd love, yeah. To, live down there in the future. I'd love to definitely live live down there in the future. Yeah. Because obviously commuting in and out of England as well, you're not far from the airport. Of course. When you were saying that you're um, you're going to stay with your friend in America, like where is that? Where you, where you West Palm Beach. Oh, right, nice. Yeah. Lovely. West Palm, yeah. Not a bad place to live. Do you have a course that you're affiliated to or practice over there or do you just bob around? Uh, no, she plays at Trump, so yeah. probably go and play there or I'll, I'll, I'll see, I'll get my manager to send some emails over. And then my caddy lives up in Orlando, so I'm going to go up to Orlando as well for a couple of days and do some work up there. Nice. Yeah. No, definitely. Sounds, yeah, it's good. Sounds good. So it's Solheim Cup year again. Um, obviously, the, the the season starts. That's going to obviously be another ambition for you this year. So you've got yeah. your ma- your majors. You want to aim for the Solheim Cup. Well, lucky actually, because I don't know if this is the first year, but we're going to have Solheim and Ryder within a month. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that, that is pretty crazy. It's, it should be good fun though. Yeah, both in America as well. So obviously, yeah. what, what's the goals for twenty twenty one and moving forward? The majors, aim for the majors and get a couple of wins and hopefully. Um been working my, my socks off and just I finished good end of last season. Um so I hopefully carry on that form and just tidy up on a few things. Yeah. Well just speaking of just a little question about your game when you go what what's your strength? what are your strengths? My iron play. And I'm quite yeah. I hit it quite straight and I'm I hit it like I'm above average for my driving. Um but I like my, I'm a good iron player and I, I'm good at like I like drawing and fading the ball. 
Just shape, mm-hmm. shape, shape in your shots, yeah. Yeah. Important. So, obviously, you mentioned there before about advice that you give to people um, who were growing up yeah. to, to work on the the, the putting and, and the driving and stuff. But, obviously, when they get to the point where they are at an elite level and they maybe haven't got a management team or they haven't got anybody, what advice would yeah. you give them about making that step step into the, into the, into the pro ranks? You, you kind of know when you're ready. You know when you're ready. Um, you know, I didn't think about it. I just thought, you know what, I'm playing in these events and I'm doing well, so I'm going to turn pro. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a good philosophy yeah. to have. Some people do overthink it, don't they? And that's that's half of Yeah, that because it was like second nature. Because obviously you were you were two, and then you were like it was just golf all your life. So it's just yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, it was just like a second nature. Like I always had it set in my head, so I was always going to do it. Yeah, some stuff. Yeah, we've no got right. a, um, the Bogey Boys Golf Day coming up. We don't know what month yet, but are you up for playing in it? When we get yeah, whereabouts whereabouts will it be? It'll probably be up here, the Form Bureau. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely play in it. I'll be yeah, but I'll be fine. If I'm not here, I'll, I'll promise you. If I'm here, I'll promise you I'll come and play in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. if not, we yeah. get Anthony to hassle you to get until we're enough. Yeah, as I say, get Anthony to come up and and we'll play. Yeah, we'll definitely play. Yeah. No, and again, look, appreciate you taking the time to speak to no us. No worries, thank no, you. And sorry, you. sorry it took so long to get in. I'm useless with replying and different no, people's no, really. accounts, but yeah. No, no thank listen, you. Listen, like you're a, you're a top level. When I first messaged you, right, I messaged like a message to a few people. I'm yeah. Like, oh, and that's so funny that you messaged Charlie Hull there. It's like, that's like messaging Rory McIlroy and asking, asking him to come on. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then the same day, randomly out the blue, and he said... I actually know Charlie Hull personally to ask him. I was like, are you messing? I've just been talking about it. Just <laughs> so it was always That's really funny. to get to get yeah. Thank you very much. But yeah, we'll sort that we'll sort that game up at, up at Woven as well. That'll be good. Yeah. yeah, and Charlie, if you can help, help us out with the podcast as well, if you any any of the the the, the women on the tour that would, would be interested yeah. in doing a podcast with us, just yeah, no worries. Two, two good lads, and we'll um, yeah, you want to as long as long as you think that we're two good lads, like, you know, yeah, you might have no us worries. Up. Yeah, no, I will. I'll, I'll have a word with a couple of the girls, and I'll put them on to you, and I'll share it on my story when you do like this podcast and that. Perfect. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Won't that. Be coming up for like a couple of weeks, but we'll share like a little picture of us yeah. on it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. That's fine. And like, look, I was saying about my goals before about beating you over, I can't wait to make that goal. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be fun. Shot a hole. <laughs> no, but look, again, it's going to be really insightful for anybody listening. It's amazing career. Yeah. We wish you the best of luck for this year and, and the years to come. And, um, again, thanks for taking the time to speak to us. And no worries, thank you. We'll have to get you on when you win your first major. Your first interview has to be with the boys. Yeah, yeah. Deal. That, that sounds a plan. I'll do that. <laughs> All right, then, thank Charlie. You. Take care. All right, see you later. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you.